Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including Rocco's Modern Life, colon, Static Cling, which we'll be <laughs> getting into right now. I'm Sam Quattro, and today I'm joined by Michelle Anderer. Hello. Steve Zeck. Hi. Alex Bonilla. Hello. And Sarah Potter. Hello. Again, we're discussing the thing that just came out on Netflix a couple days ago. Uh, Rocker's mm-hmm. Modern Life Static Cling. Mm. I hesitate to call it a movie mm. since it's only about 45 yeah. minutes long. It's a special. Let's go I bet. That. I bet. Yeah. I'll, 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 if aim for a podcast to go longer than that. Yeah. It, it's a, it's have... the length of it's the length of those Nickelodeon quote unquote movies they used to make for like Jimmy Neutron and yeah. Fairly Odd. Oh, yeah. That's good to know. The Hey Arnold movie was longer. It's like the Jimmy, yeah. the Timmy yeah. Jimmy Power Hour. Jimmy yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which was like 45 minutes because it was an hour with commercials. Wow. Yeah. And we don't I remember... have commercials on Netflix, so it's fine. Yeah. I remember when I saw the, the uh, it was 45 minutes on the Netflix thing, I was a little disappointed. I, like, I thought it was going to be a long movie. I kind of was too. I think we'll, we'll get into the pacing and the length and stuff a little later. But before we jump right into the discussion, you can find out more about this podcast at OverlyAnimated.com or you can subscribe to us on iTunes at OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. So, Rocco's Modern Life. It was a Nicktoon back in the day. (laughs) Uh, I don't have it up at the moment, but I think it ran from about 93 to 96. Six. Yeah, 96, 97. That's a short time. That's not very long. Yeah. But it's definitely in the pantheon of Nicktoons. Yeah. Rugrats, Doug, Rancic, Arnold, etc. But first, I want to get into your guys' histories with the Rocco. Did you watch it? Did you feel like this was a movie that you were excited for? What are your takes on just Rocco in general and your history with it, Michelle? You uh, so I only remember watching it when it aired, which means I was a little baby child. Mm-hmm. Because I was born in 92. So I I mean, I have like a... Va- I, like, I remember the theme song, honestly, more than anything. Because it was just like such an interesting tone. Like it... Like, it's very cartoony, but, like, the person seeing it's also, like, kind of serious. And so it's, like, kind of a weird juxtaposition. I remember the turtle guy. I remember the cow guy. I remember Rocco. I liked Rocco, and I liked his accent. But I didn't remember most of the other characters. And growing up, I think it, it was just, like, it made me feel the way Rugrats made me feel. It made me feel kind of weird and kind of tripped out, but, like, that was also super engaging in the weirdness, so I liked it, but I think it was, it, like, predates me, like, a little bit, so I don't have super strong memories of it. Steve, how about you? What's your Marco oh, history? Well, Al's elder statement is this podcast. I actually grew up on this show um, when it aired. I remember it It was probably my favorite, like, Nicktoon in, of the 90s, probably, Aww. And I remember it's like it was the perfect fourth Nicktoon because it had elements of all three of the original. It had a protagonist like Doug. It had stories that was like early Rugrats, at least, you know, when, you know, going to like baseball games, the movies, you know, doing everyday slice of life stuff like Rugrats did. 
And it's it's a wacky universe like Ren and Stimpy. So it has the it was the perfect marriage of all three of the originals. So this was the perfect fourth Nicktoon. And I remember it. Uh, I probably remember liking the first season more than the rest of it. Maybe because I kind of love the original theme song and I love those yeah. simple episodes. Um, yeah. And uh, what else? Oh yeah. I I, I, I bef- prep for this podcast. I watched some watching some old episodes. And did you guys know there's one episode, there's humans, characters in it? Hmm. I did not know that. Yeah, and the episode, Guess Who's for Dinner, you do see some humans, um, a.k.a. Little Red Riding Hoods in the wolf's closet. But <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, I loved Rocco growing up. Um, it was probably my favorite Nick too, maybe, until a little show called Avatar The Last Airbender came on. Though I also remember liking Danny Phantom too, so I, I really don't know, but <laughs> it was like the first original favorites. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm, I though I love Ren, yeah. Though I do love Ren Stimpy too, but sometimes Ren Stimpy something can be a little too, you know, out there. But you know, Rocco was the perfect balance, and didn't go too far out there, but just enough. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think original Rocco was more uh, not so much fast paced as it was kind of more chill and. Leaned more on surrealism rather than zaniness. Oh, and do you agree though? It was it sort of had elements of the original three. If you guys, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. You mentioned that. I was like, oh yeah, this is a lot of the slice of life stuff plus some of the, like the Ren and Stimpy zaniness. Yeah, happening. yeah. Well, actually, it's Doug in Rugrats storylines in the Ren and Stimpy world. That's yeah. the way I always. Saw. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, Alex. We both know your history, but explain <laughs> to the audience. Wait, what's your well, history? Well, look, my history is, it will, I think listeners of the podcast can already guess, because if you listen to this podcast a long time, you know that, uh, re- relatively speaking, I'm young here, so I don't have much nostalgia in the way of cartoons. And Rocco's Modern Life, I've not seen a single episode of it. I know, uh, I, I knew it's like, oh, it's the one with that Australian sounding little dog character, right? He's like, a wallaby. And the, wallaby. Yeah, yeah. Now in this special, I know that he's a wallaby. But before, I was just like, okay, it's the one that sounds Australian, right? And like, that's all I really needed to know. I knew that it had a reputation for being a little bit more irreverent than its contemporaries and kind of like a foundation of adult humor that would sneak in to more kids cartoons as as the the advancement of western animation went along so like it was important for that reason but just it wasn't on when i was when i was growing up the reruns had already passed it by at that point so this is my first exposure to it as a full product okay young man i hope you liked it Uh. (laughs) yeah you definitely walked into this at a at least speaking for Oh. myself like a different point oh mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we'll yeah. see and Alex, Alex Alex you mentioned something that really got me thinking you mentioned you thought he was a dog you know but he had a pet dog and I always wondered how come you have like a, a, a dog like Spunky just a regular dog in this world full of anthropomorphic animals it just sort of well, doesn't make sense like, oh my god Mickey that's Mouse. true I know I know that no, never, that's I never got too. that I never yeah, got that yeah it doesn't make any sense but <laughs> I'm pretty sure in Rocco there are some anthropomorphic dogs in it. I'm pretty sure at some point. I'm sure that there are. You know, there's a lot of dogs. And, you know, there's the cat lady with the hook. But we'll get into that. Sarah, what's your history with the Rocco and the modern life? 
Uh, this is actually interesting because I'm actually, I think, I'm a little bit older than Alex, but I also have almost no history with this. None. Uh, I, when, until about the age of, oh, how old was I? What's what's fourth grade? How old are you at fourth grade? Like twelve? Like no, no, you're like eight or nine. Eight or nine. Yeah, ten, like eleven. Ten. Ten. Yeah. Okay, ten, eleven. I before that, I didn't have cable, so like oh. I just grew up on like PBS shows. Like, yeah, Arthur. Arthur. I can like, relate. I didn't have I didn't yeah. have cable until I was seven years old, so I cannot understand. Yeah, so so I I just missed out on a lot of those like early um nineties and late nineties uh, TV shows. Or Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon shows because they just I just didn't have them. I just watched PBS and that's pretty much it. Uh, so I almost had almost none of this. I, I I had when I visited like family members, they had cable and I saw it, and that was kind of my experience with it because like I'd kind of see it on there and like just the short like cross sections of those shows that I saw were like kind of how I decided whether I liked the show or not. And the few episodes that I saw ra- saw randomly when I was like visiting my aunt, I was always just like, nah, I'm good because like I think that. Rocco's Modern Life, from what I can tell, is more of a kind kind of a hit or miss show. Like if it, if the topic it's talking about is something you're interested in, like you could really like enjoy what the parody they're doing. But mm. if it's not, like you just won't feel it. I guess that's um, kind of like my impression was from the few episodes I've seen. So you didn't even watch Fox Kids or the Disney Oh yeah, I watched that. Like, I watched Saturday morning cartoons. But okay. I mean, like, that's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only time you got the like Disney shows. Yeah, that's the only time normally. I got them. And like, yeah, that's, yeah I, me too. I lived through like that Saturday morning cartoon thing. Man, Michelle, it's amazing how like similarly like media we consume mm-hmm. young, but how like, different <laughs> we are. You, you oh. probably also seen like Zoom yeah. and like Between the Lions. Yep. Oh, and uh, oh man, well, yeah, I kind of yeah, wonder how many Rob Paulson in any of those shows because I met him a couple years ago and I remember how awesome that was like he was my childhood part of my childhood so he was probably in a lot so staring this back um but yeah sam the answer is that this is probably my first real exposure to it okay okay so sam's exposure to the rocco uh so i was blessed with cable fortunately unfortunately yay um, I was a total Nicktoons kid, I think. Mm-hmm. If you go back and listen to the podcast we did on Hey Arnold and the Hey Arnold movie, I explain more about that. But, you know, I was a little young for Rocker's Modern Life if, like, you know, it was like 93, 96, and I was born in 94, so obviously I was like a toddler. <laughs> but, um, you know, they would rerun it, and, uh, you know, I'd watch it, and I have memories of watching it when I was like a little, little tiny Sam. But, uh... My real exposure to it was the channel Nicktoons, which is yeah. uh, Nickelodeon's like mm-hmm. premium cable channel. Where when that yeah. first came about, in, like two thousand seven or two thousand eight, yeah. they actually did air a lot of the classic Nicktoons on that. They aired mm-hmm. Kablam, Rocco, uh, Hey Arnold, probably, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you know, I watched it a lot as a teen as well, since I was like, oh yeah, I remember these from when I was a kid. And then eventually that became like a fairly odd parent sort of dumping ground of a channel, mm. so didn't yeah. watch it so much. Yeah, but, um, just like it's like Toon Disney, which just kind of went away. Yeah. Yeah, and like like Nickelodeon did the same thing with um Teen their Teen Nick channel. But anyway, yeah. uh I enjoyed it, but I haven't really watched it too too much and it wasn't like an absolute favorite like Harry Arnold was. It was just sort mm. of always there, like, oh hey, Rocco's on. I like the accent. I like um, all the sort of 
zaniness going on. You know, it's very catching to my eye. But um, Static Cling, as it serves as sort of like a nostalgia trip on the outside, mm-hmm. was... I don't want to say it was like my first, like, oh yeah, this is Rocco. But it was sort of like, oh yeah, this is a reminder of what was going on. It's sort of like playing telephone almost. Like, oh, I remember this, that, and the other, like the really, really big man. And I remember Rocco and mm-hmm. I remember this. But it's not quite as I remember. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. And the parlay that, the real message of this special very meta one but it essentially boils down to nostalgia and change Mm -hmm. and i think that's like the real big thematic thing about static cling as we go into the discussion to it and i don't know it kind of makes fun of itself and it makes fun of the whole idea of what people find nostalgic and you know how things pretty much aren't as good as you remember them Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, Steve? What do you think? About yeah, because I know oh, you're yeah. really into like a lot of the things oh, that was yeah. going on in the '80s and '90s, and yeah. you know, a lot of those things are getting special. Oh yeah, nowadays. yeah. Well, yeah. Someone who's definitely see a lot of reboots and watch a lot of old shows, I kind of feel the same way. Of a lot of shows, I watched a lot of shows on, online for my childhood, and a lot of them aren't as good as I remember them. I mean. For example, the podcast we do, one of the podcasts we do is DuckTales. I pretty much think the new DuckTales is way better than the original. So, yeah, it's, I, I can I can relate. I can understand the message here. Um, but still, it's just part of your childhood. Because I know there's certain shows, like, I watch some shows right now that I'm sure, like, uh, like the like the new All That, that kids probably today, they might like and when they grow up might have nostalgic feelings for them but i never found it any good but i'm pretty sure maybe my parents like if they saw any old shows i watched as a kid they probably said that shit was never any good but for me it has a special nostalgic feeling because it came out at a perfect time at a perfect age mm-hmm. <laughs> sorry for the little mini rant right there but <laughs> yeah that's okay yeah i was just thinking about how i don't know like, nostalgia is such a weird thing, and, like, different well, people find different things well, nostalgic. Yeah, well, one yeah. exception to one show is definitely as great as I remember it, Gargoyles. That definitely lives up to the hype, but... Are we, are we uh, campaigning for a Gargoyles reboot right I, now? I've heard it's good. Oh, I've been it willing is. to watch it. I've been, yeah. I've, I've been petitioning Dylan to go watch that show. I'll, I'll, I'll say this much, uh... <laughs> Steve is. This isn't a Steve show. This is like actually a good show. <laughs> what? What? Steve likes good things. Steve uh, watches everything. I yeah, mean. that's the yeah, thing. Yeah, that, 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 I, that's I, the yeah, I, I experience everything. Good and bad. You say everything's amazing. That's all. I mean, I'm just being like, yeah, this is actually. Well, like I don't it. like to go talk about bad stuff. I just ignore. Well, I know bad you don't. Stuff. That's nice. That's fair. Good. So, so at br- Dylan bringing in. Yeah. yeah. But, but bringing it back to the general topic of nostalgia, <laughs> uh, I, I agree that, like, the, uh, similar to what Steve is mentioning, that, like, it, when you think of something from the past and you leave it stuck in your head, you don't really want to revisit it because it's like, hey, I remember it being good, and that's good enough for me. I don't really need to, like, have it updated 20 years in the future and, like, experience new things when I already enjoy what I already have. And that is a big part of what this special wow. is dealing with, the whole idea of like nostalgia being a thing where you let it get in the way. Uh, nostalgia is fine, but if you let it get in the way of other people 
be, being able to advance themselves or enjoy new things, then is when it becomes a problem. I, I think that, that that's kind of the main thing that I, I got from what this special is trying to get off. I agree, with the exception being if it lives on a cliffhanger, resolve a cliffhanger like Samurai Jack did. So Okay, but this... This one isn't talking about that. So. I know, I know. <laughs> wow, them being in space for twenty years, this doesn't resolve that, Alex. For you, hmm. okay. Well, oh, no, okay. You're right. You're right. Well, they're 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 fixing a cliffhanger that they left. So I guess. But it, <laughs> they but really, that wasn't fun. really that wasn't really a cliffhanger. I saw the last episode the other day, and they returned from space since. So yeah, so episode. this is kind of a retcon. Well, yeah. Yeah. But like yeah. even then, like as someone who has not seen it, like this just felt like an episode like this didn't feel like it was coming back to like resolve a plot line it just yeah. felt like they came back to just do something yeah. again yeah that like, like, so much stuff. like at least with the hey arnold movie like they were trying or not, not at least i don't want to say it that way like with the hey arnold movie they were trying to like resolve a plot line or like that was the impetus for yeah. the, the thing mm-hmm. like this was just we're doing a special we're just yeah. gonna do more rocco and like, that's i was plot. and i was frustrated it underplayed the idea that philbert has pretty much 20 years later his children all grown up and they never really do anything with that. I mean, except a little gag at the end. I, they could have done something like with Jake in Adventure Time, where the kids just grow up so fast. Could have done something. That was the part I was just like, when are we going to see his kids? When are we going to see his kids? And oh my god, just distracting. Yeah, for some reason, his kids are like something I really remember, even though they were only in the last episode. But anyway, I find it really interesting that. You know, they kind of, they're riding off of this huge, like, oh, reboot wave that Nickelodeon's been doing lately. Uh, Of course, with the Jungle movie that just came out in 2017. And Mm. they've been doing the whole, the 90s or all that block on uh, Teen Nick for a little while. Mm And Invader Zim movie! Invader Zim movie, and, like, there's a bunch of other stuff happening with 90s slash early 2000s in the summer nowadays. When's the Danny Phantom one coming? Never. Never. Yeah, oh. for some reason that one's never happened. No, we don't talk about. Well, I mean, there are there are reasons anymore. now. There are reasons now. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah. Rip. Not Rip. really. <laughs> I'm not here to talk ill will about. That, that, not it's not. It's not really rip. It's just. It's a really complex situation. Yeah. Yeah. But as much as I would like it, it's not going to happen. Yeah, it's but not going to happen. Anyway, it, it's really interesting that you know this is sort of riding that wave, but it also criticizes it. Mm-hmm. Like it's really critical of it. And I wonder. You know, obviously, there's a little bit of an elephant in the room with this being a Nickelodeon back thing, but it's not airing on Nickelodeon, it's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And for me, that kind of felt weird, and I was looking into it. Apparently, Nickelodeon was planning on airing it on either Teen Nick, Nickelodeon, Nicktoons, whatever, uh, and they decided, eh, let's not, and they just, like, shoved it off to Netflix. So I'm wondering, does this have anything to do with the whole... Nickelodeon and Netflix kind of joining forces because we know that Netflix is making a Last Airbender after yeah. Last Airbender. Not oh. the I thought that was Amazon. It's Netflix. No, it's, that's Netflix. No, it's Netflix. Netflix. I, oh. They're, I they're making th- that, but uh, and I, you know, obviously they gave uh, Netflix distribution rights here, or was it just, hey, I, we're Netflix, let's just grab in and do this to get more viewership, you know? I was thinking maybe it said something about the Jungle movie. Maybe it didn't do so well in the ratings or something. Yeah, it might have been that as well. 
It's and also, like, at the end of the day, Netflix is going to have more eyes on it than it would ever get on Nickelodeon these days. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, it might, might it, um, it's for, probably for the best that it yeah. ends up uh, Yeah, I mean, here. yeah, Nick, Nick's, like, website's a complete mess. So, really, they're, like, <laughs> last place when it comes to that. Yeah, and I was, Shut like, fired. did Nickelodeon just not like how critical it was of the Nostalgia Wave? And, and how it's sort yeah. of like, oh, you shouldn't watch old cartoons anymore because uh, you're kind of in the past. It wasn't really like that, but that's sort of like the surface reading of it. So, you know, that's kind of food for thought for me. Sarah, what were you about to say? Oh, it's just that, I mean, there's also the concern that it would be about the trans thing. Like, yeah. I don't... Yeah, we can move into mm. that. I, I, well, I mean, that's the other big thing this thing talks about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, Newsflash. Well, yeah. Sorry to interrupt. But, but no, it's fine. Newsflash. Okay. Uh, Ralph Bighead is trans, and she is Rachel Bighead. That's yes. the news. That's like the big thing that mm. all the press was uh, focusing mm. in on. Uh, right mm. before this uh, came out on the ninth, I think like a bunch of articles came out on the seventh, the eighth. Be like, mm. hey, Rachel Bighead. Well, she's here. Steve, yeah. what's yeah? Up? Well, um, well, yeah. If people <laughs> who saw the old show familiar with it will know this is not really that big of a tr- thing for them because in the original show they had heifer's brother peter he well he was a cross-dresser so they've done stuff like this before maybe not as as as, as progressive as this but still it's like it's not that much of a, a, a leap from the original hmm. sarah what do you think <laughs> um Sorry, I'm thrown off by Steve's no, comment okay. because um, <laughs> be thrown off because because this is a very yeah. different thing. I, I haven't seen the original show, um, yeah. the original show, Steve, yeah. but like this is just like such a different take mm-hmm. on a trans character in media. Oh yeah, I, I get. I guess I get it. I, I'm not no, I know. It's just <laughs> it's. I I know you didn't mean it this way. It's just it's hard because like um I, I'm tackling this not saying I. Know you weren't trying to say it in this way, Steve. It's just like it's a very common thing to do for transphobic people to conflate cross dressing with transgenderism. And I know you were not saying no. that. Well, it, it I'm just... also, yeah, I'm also saying it was a different time, but in the 90s, so much stuff you get yeah. less stuff you get away with. So, no, no, I know that's what you're saying. It's just, it's just that's just yeah. the initial reaction for me is like, oh no, this is not a good thing. I, I'm just saying it for the listeners, like, this yeah. is not really the best. Lately, like, it's not worded a little differently next time, so. yeah, okay. But but no, I get what you're saying. Like Rocco has tackled this kind of stuff before, and I assume like that episode like tackled it in like a positive way. Like this is not a bad thing that he's dressing mm-hmm. as a woman. No, though it was a, just more of a. It wasn't like a central part of the episode. It was just, but it was pretty clear that it, they were trying to progress something. So, okay. <laughs> well, but the thing is, the big thing about this special is that of all the things that change or they talk about being changed this is the thing that like has changed and there's nothing bad being said about it which i think is really great mm-hmm. about this special mm-hmm. like everything else like there's someone saying but what about and like this one the character that changed they're fine with it other people around them might have issue with it but like they themselves are fine with it and i think that's important for what the special is saying that not mm-hmm. all change is bad that like the types of change are that this isn't actually that big of a change like this person isn't different they're just feeling more comfortable and of course like there is this amazing scene where she comes out to her friends and they just accept her and there and there's no questions there's no follow-up it's just cool and they move on mm-hmm. and like that is so great as someone who is trans like to see that in a movie or a special or whatever we're calling this to just see that 
the plot moves forward and then it doesn't it, it her storyline in this thing is around that but it isn't like she has other things going on in her life like it, it, it more like her situation with her parents more had to do with reconnecting with her parents than about the fact that she is a woman now it more was just like we've moved apart over these years over 20 years we haven't seen each other and I think the end of this special more was about that than about the fact that she's now a woman. Um, but long story short, I find this very good. There's more to say about this, I think, as we like hit individual beats of this episode. But overall, this is just really good representation. I wish there was more of Rachel here. All in all, there's maybe like five minutes of Rachel yeah. screen time. And that's mm. unfortunate just for me because that's what I was here for, really, to be completely honest. But the five minutes we get are really great. Like Rachel is great. Like I, 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 I again, I could, just, I, I'm not going to try to list every single moment Rachel <laughs> episode because that's what I would do. But as we get to them, I'll talk about it. But like every single moment of Rachel here is just honestly incredible. It really looks like they put so much more effort and and care into making sure that each scene she's in is correct and not like bad. Like each, like honestly, like I don't know what this means, but like her expressions, the way she's looking, like, it seems like there's so much care in the way she's expressing and emoting whenever she's on screen that it has to be on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, it had to be, like, they put so much thought into it, and I find that really cool. Yeah. There's a particular moment when, uh, like, uh, when you mentioned the coming out scene, like, once they're, they're all accepting, and it's like, oh, okay, and, like, they do the, 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 the time to, like, show her, like, have a little smile on her face when she, like, notices that they're not really going to comment on it, mm-hmm. and, like, that, that, that's that kind of detail that does show off in... In how they in how they yeah. treat uh, Rachel in in this special, and while I agree that she doesn't uh, have much screen time, uh, a lot also the fact that the story of uh, her dad is kind of connected to her as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it at it also adds into her effect on the story, and like seeing her uh, his um, dad's. Uh, um, reaction to change of uh, the special frames that is general change although it's very it's also mm-hmm. at the same time focused yeah. on the change of his daughter so uh, all so even though Rachel herself doesn't have screen time but I felt that like she was very important to uh, to the the, ov- the overall special even yeah. when when she mm-hmm. wasn't around mm-hmm. because she's just like in in the thoughts of, of the people and she related very well to the overall theme. So I think that they yeah. worked her in really well in spite of how little she actually appeared on screen. She was the embodiment of the thesis of the episode of the of this yeah. whole thing. Like yeah. that change yeah. is good. The change can be fine. Like and everyone else is just like kind like everyone like even like everyone's just kind of in this weird status quo until Rocco came back. And but she was just unequivocally happier than everybody else, it seemed like. Yes. In that twenty year time skip. Yep. Change brings happiness. I was going to say something, but I don't remember. I'm sorry. What it was. It's fine. <laughs> It'll come back to you. I mean, if you want me to just keep talking, I can talk about Rachel forever. I feel like I don't even remember what I was going to say. But let's go through the plot since there was like the theme oh, change oh, oh. in Rachel. Oh. What? Well, I just, uh, well, like, I'm remembering this now, but like, also in the middle of what Sarah said in terms of more care being shown to us. And I guess this stretches over to like the rest of the plot that we'll get into. But I think like half of it 
is talking about the change of Rachel, and the other half is like change of society in the past twenty years and change guess, and stuff. Yeah. And like that part, like just as, as my because we didn't really give general thoughts <laughs> on the special, but like my general thoughts is that the stuff with Rachel works because it's specific, it's emotional, and it feels a lot more meaningful. Whereas when we do like the jokes about like the uh, like phones and drones yeah. and stuff that all like was like very tired jokes that have been done a million times yeah. it's like it's not really get, giving any new perspective on nostalgia so like that that part falls flat but when it switches to focusing on on rachel and her storyline it gets a lot better and i think that that's also like kind of di different areas of change that get d dealt with in this mm -hmm. special and I think, like, I, I'm glad you said that because that made me realize, like, everything in this special is framed as, like, people from the 90s getting thrown forward in time to this mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. But they still respect Rachel and they still see Rachel mm -hmm. as a woman and, like, her choice is, like, her choice. And, like, they they, they still, I, I don't know, I don't mm -hmm. know the history of these characters. I don't know if it's, like, love or, like, just a really big affection of friends. Like, they, yeah. there, is, there is respect there. And I think that's a big deal, the fact that they are essentially people from the 90s still seeing this. Like, it feels like a statement, like, this is... Like they're like the writers are saying like, hey, people can be this nice. Like it, this isn't like something that is learned from a like it's not something that the people are learning. It's something that society is getting used to. It, it, I think that's kind of the statement they're making with this that people have always been capable of loving people like this. It's just that society has been structured in such a way that um, not to be like super woke or anything. It just like society has been structured in such a way that like people like whatever time period it is whether it's race or uh sexual identity or gender identity whatever it is there's always something that is mm -hmm. very much frowned upon by the society we're in and it's less about the people and more about surviving in the confines of that so that you yourself are safe because there's always that give and take of like you want to be safe yourself so you, before you can help other people like that's just how people live they need to be safe and i think this is kind of saying like everyone is capable of loving these people if society is allow is allowing it I also felt this year, especially a great job of kind of underplaying Rachel's like change. They didn't do any like real jokes, like bad taste jokes, like uh, bathroom humor or whatever. Um, like you said, they were pretty much most of them were pretty much cool with it. Even her father, it wasn't like that much. They didn't really go like over the top of turn of like trying to make fun of it or anything. So kudos on that because it, it just flew right, right by the special it didn't it wasn't distracting or nothing it was it was well done mm. michelle do you have any thoughts about this i, I mean i've only ever in recent memory seen another so compared to that terrible botching um, this was wonderful, and I even, like, I, I find it interesting that they, they even explore the fact with her father that he initially is reluctant to accept this change, and, I mean, it's not something I've experienced, but, like, hit, hit him mm -hmm. being, like, him conflating it to just, like, change in general being bad, but also you can tell, like, the, the, the personalness of it hitting him, mm -hmm. of it, him having this idea of this person who's been his child being somebody he, like, sees as different now, um, and him mm -hmm. having to come around to, like, that that's still your kid, and actually they're also happier now. Wouldn't you want, if you love them, wouldn't you want to be happy for them being happier this way yeah and yeah. i think like that's like 
the best thing they could have done because while all of Rachel's friends do accept her without question, to have some people kind of push back um, makes sense too, but to have them ultimately come around, I think is mm-hmm. lovely. And I'm it's just, it, it seems very affirming. So, and yeah, like it was the most like emotional, like stuff that you kind of like dig into because everything else is like fun. But like that's where like the weighty important stuff is, and I'm glad that it that it had that to kind of balance out all the other like yeah. wacky hijinks humor. Um, so. I, I really wish that there was like we kind of got only like two scenes with Rachel for real. Like I wish I got like one more, like one more scene of like her grappling, more grappling with this idea of her parents not accepting her, or more grappling with this idea of change herself because like she's already changed, but we don't see her mm-hmm. reflecting on it, and that might have been. I think more um, telling to her and her story, maybe like maybe we could have gotten that. Um, sir, I have seen people on Twitter saying like they'd take screen caps of her before her transition in the old show, I guess, and be like, "No wonder she was so sad in the original yeah. show." Uh, this is the reason, and like that that tells a whole story on its own, and I think that's a really interesting part of it too. But yeah, it's not like in the special, so it's like she's already she's already had this this change she's already completely happy and fine with herself she doesn't mm. have to prove anything to anyone mm. but at this point like yeah it's like it'd be nice if my parents accepted me but like i already accept me period so that's yeah. like the biggest thing and and i think there's there was also a conscious choice to like not mention ralph at all like yeah. not dead name at all once it's been yeah. revealed like they really yeah. put that effort in to be like okay we could do a flashback and i think they kind of avoided it because they mm-hmm. didn't want to go let's not go to a flashback where everyone's calling Rachel, her dead name, and let's not go through all that. And mm-hmm. uh, for listeners, dead name is, uh, in this situation, Ralph is Rachel's dead name. It's mm-hmm. the, the name that a trans person had before they transitioned, mm-hmm. and it's a name. And generally, it is very, it's, it, it's, a, it's a hot button thing. Like, you don't, you don't do that to somebody. You don't dead name someone on purpose. You don't target that in some way. And it's very, because it's very emotional for that person. But long story short, they, it feels like they avoided that as much mm-hmm. as possible once the reveal uh. occurred. Um, we can also can mention one thing though, Rachel's mom. How she seemed there's no big deal to her. It's like yeah. they didn't really. Yeah. Do like that. I wanted. I hope. Yeah. It shows like it's not all parents can be difficult with stuff like that. So. Yeah, she like had shoes. Like she was like, I found shoes of old shoes of mine that fit. Rachel. Aww. It's really. Uh, I thought those shoes were also cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, oh. so, um, reading the press for this, uh, they did have a representative or two from GLAD come over yes. while they were writing, animating, uh, finishing up the special. So basically in every step of the way, just to make sure everything was, you know, okie dokie, artichoke mm-hmm. Yeah, so, just throwing it out there, they did, they did work with, uh, trans people and, uh, people from the community to make sure that, it's you know, show. they were... Doing things right, which I find commendable, because mm. a lot of people don't do that, and they end up stepping on their toes, like mm-hmm. like their own toes, like putting their foot in their mouth, yeah. and doing a lot of bad things. I thought that Rachel was a very good example of a trans character. Yeah. And I think it definitely shows the most that they had those representatives there, specifically for the joke about Rachel's name. Because it was so, like, it, like you can't make a joke like that unless you know the context 
uh, if you understand the context of being trans. Like the joke yeah. with, um, I thought your name, when, 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 uh, when somebody says Roger, and then they're like, I thought your name was Rachel. Like, that is just such, like, a great joke for someone who's trans. Like, that is just really funny, and it's not offensive, and it's not mean. It's just making fun of the fact that, hey, you just said your name was Rachel. You're changing your name again. Like, I found, and, and, like, and it wasn't in, like, a disrespectful way. They're like, oh, are you really going by Roger now? And she just gives, like, a withering glare. Like, it's, like, it's so, like... It's so respectful, but still funny, and I really appreciate that. And, like, all the other jokes, I think, with Ralph, or, or sorry, with Rachel, I apologize. I'm, like, stuck in this mode of, like, talking about the old, the show and this. Um, the, uh, with Rachel is that they kind of just avoid making jokes about her being a woman they, after that. They, they kind of joke yeah, about, like, how true. the popsicles are, like, really bad. Like, the popsicles are, like, horrible and melted, but mm-hmm. they don't make fun of her. Or, or, or they don't make fun of um, her situation like they do with the Roger thing. They kind of, like, avoid it with the jokes. And I think that's probably for the best for this kind of thing. Man, I kind of want a Popsicle. Dude, Popsicles are... Mm-hmm. Popsicles no, are messy. Popsicles. They are. Hot take Popsicles. on cold foods. Popsicles. <laughs> this is the coldest <laughs> food you've ever given a hot yeah. take on. <laughs> yeah, I know. So, Popsicle, like, the brand Popsicle it comes in, like, the yellow box. Those are usually good, but they changed their recipe at some point in the last, like, 15 uh. years. So the red ones don't taste as good, but the purple and the orange ones still taste fine. I also like and how come? I like the freezy pops too. The ones that just come in like a sleeve. Those are nice. Yeah. Usually dollar store popsicles can kind of be a little bit dodgy, but it's whatever. Mm. I like popsicles in general. They're a great uh, juice thing. And, and how and how come the red and white and blue popsicles they sell at the store are different than ones you get from ice creams truck? I don't like, know. It's, the ones in the store are so much smaller. Like, Truth be told, I've only gotten gone to an ice cream truck maybe <laughs> twice in my life. I do. Yes, when I was you. when I was when I walk when I had to walk to school to my middle school, like there was this uh, ice cream truck there every single day, like oh on the. Oh my god! That's oh so man! Savage. Oh like, my god! Look, knowing do. now what's going on in this world, that's definitely red flags. Well, no, but, like, dude, they just sold popsicles to me. Yeah, I mean, it's a good business strategy because you have a bunch of children, just like, and children love ice yeah. cream and popsicles. So, it, truth be told, truth be told, my very first filed grill, I thought that was the ice cream truck. I thought that's why everyone was running because that's the ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, ice cream trucks. Oh. So, are we gonna we're gonna run down the plot now? We're gonna run down the plot now. Yes. That sounds fun, because there's a lot that happens here. Yeah, we're only about 40 minutes into this, so... jeez, oh, we'll, we gotta take <laughs> off, like, five to ten minutes for us, like, gearing up. Um, yeah. So this podcast is definitely gonna be longer than the special itself, so that's lovely. Uh, we're that's... just gonna run down the plot real quick, since some stuff happens. Yeah. I don't think there's, like, a lot. Like, I, I think, like, the individual, like, plot things that happen aren't that big a deal. Like, like... There's not like a lot of actual plot. It's a lot of like little gags and skits yeah. that are interspersed between like a honestly pretty short story, I think. The first thing I have written down is nipples. Yes. Okay, okay. I, I retract that statement. We need to talk about the nipples. We need to talk about <laughs> yes, the nipples. The nipples. Um, so basically, how this movie special, whatever, starts up is a really, really big man who is like the. Yeah. Superman, whomever of Rocco's universe, he's like the really big mm-hmm. comic book hero guy. Uh, he, but he's like real. He's not like he's he's real. Yeah, he, and he's like a real guy. He and, killed yeah. the little poofs. He killed the little poofs. He has nipples, and yeah. he um sets the not story to show him. through his nipples of the future. 
Oh, I oh yeah, I remember and, that. And is this, so like, this is the thing. It, it, the canonically, is nipples go to the future? Yeah, yeah. It, it happened in the show too. So, uh, see, that's interesting though, because like male nipples don't really work that well. So, like, how <laughs> how does it's an anthropomorphic <laughs> animal world? Let's not question it. I mean, okay, yeah, there's Michelle, that. You don't know what these nipples can no. do. I don't know what's up with them. That is well, true. Look, look, the, the reason he's a Superman is because he's the only man whose nipples are useful for something. I guess. For nip man. That Why makes sense. But I, I will say the image of the nipples, like, curling and, like, enveloping the screen felt a little... It made me a little fidgety because it's like uh, nipples are not supposed to move like that. Welcome to the world of Rocco's modern life. And it starts with that. Yeah, that's the beginning, the nipples. Um, So basically, the boys who are. Oh, wait a minute. I just remember something. What? Uh, Is it relevant, Uh, Steve? Yeah, yeah, to a really, really big man. You know, his alter ego, his secret identity was that of a woman. Like, sort of like a Lois Lane. Well, I, I will say that the, it's interesting that in this special, which deals with a trans uh, storyline, it begins with him speaking in a female voice and then yeah. switching to a male well, voice. Yeah, he was I, I, always that, was, that way. It was an interesting choice. He was always yeah. sort of, I guess, had elements like that. I, I'm not sure exactly, but yeah, he had. Uh, yeah, he was. He was a. His secret identity was of a woman. His uh, his civilian identity was a woman. You know, while he's a male superhero. I didn't remember that. I did not know that. Thank you, Steve, <laughs> for that tidbit. Um, where was I? The boys. The boys. Boys. Who are Rocco, Filbert, and Heifer. They're in space because <laughs> a rocket zoomed Rocco's house in like the last episode in the space. Yada yada yada. Basically, mm-hmm. they don't have anything to do except for watch the same VHS tape of the. Fat Which only heads. has three episodes. Yeah. Because that's how VHS tapes work. Yeah, yeah. he only has the Fatheads VHS tape to watch for 20 years. Basically, Fatheads in Universe of Rocco was like a really popular cartoon, blah, 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 created by Rachel. Yeah. We get it. But then the tape breaks, and they're in space. Mm. So they can't get it fixed. So that sucks Mm. for them. Yeah. Uh, But then they pass Earth again, and they're like, oh, Earth, remember what it was like? I wonder how O-Town, the town that they live in, is doing. And then they notice that the remote to the rocket to take about the Earth is in Heifer's butt. Nice. Of course it is. And, you know, Filbert is like, how did you not notice a remote in your butt for 20 years? And, like, I I also wonder that. It's, it's like, in his butt. This is where I started to like. I, 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 I to be honest, like immediately I started losing this special because it was just really low brow with this kind of stuff. I'll and I'm say like, that the original show, while it did have its sort of like toilet humor and like uh, butts, it yeah. wasn't as fast paced and it wasn't as mm-hmm. I hesitate to say manic, but it wasn't as like up with its energy. Yeah. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, like, I'll... Oh, it's in your butt, and he'll be like, Oh, okay. But I'll also say this did not bother me nearly as much as the guy that kept picking his nose. Like, that, like... Wow. I hate that. Careful I don't know boogers. why. That, like, just made me so uncomfortable the whole mm. time. Like, him just flicking boogers at everybody. 
Why doesn't he just eat his boogers like a normal person? Because he wants to. It, it's like twelve scab collection. It, what? It, it's a part of him, oh. and he wants what? to appreciate it. Michelle, are you saying collecting scabs is normal? No, but I'm saying it has a reason that makes sense. Not that that's a good reason. <laughs> I don't remember this guy. You guys have to remind me. Thank you. Uh, it's just, don't worry about it. It's <laughs> but, for every podcast and coming eventually when yes, we please. organize yeah. it someday. Um. Mm. So basically, yada, 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 argue, whatever. They get back to Earth, and the 90s is over. It Great. is. Wow. Um, well, it's, it's almost... A, it's the 21st century now. It's almost the, 20, the tw- 2020s. Yep. Yes, it almost yeah. says the Roaring Twenties again. <laughs> the extra Roaring Twenties. So or maybe it's, it's the Burning Twenties because of global warming. Yeah, so it's going to be the, the Screaming Twenties because we're all going to be hot <laughs> and burning. Anyway, um, basically it's 21st century. There's a lot of jokes and gags. They're like, uh, yeah, there's a Starbucks or a Buzzbucks. On every mm-hmm. corner, and uh, O phone, which is the iPhone, no one, no one of yep. those comes out every minute. I wasn't too much of a fan of this mm-hmm. thing. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. I get it. I live in this. Thank you. I haven't been stuck in a time capsule since the nineties. Um, <laughs> what do you guys think of this, Alex? What did you think? Well, I, I already mentioned like these are jokes that have been done already mm-hmm. a bunch of times. In the, the 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 specifically the Starbucks on every quarter thing, I feel like I've seen it in like three or four different shows. <laughs> so yeah. it's like the good good. I guess it's it, because it's in the beginning. It's like okay, well let's get this out of the way. You guys expect us to be like oh nine news characters in the tw- in the twenty first century. How are they gonna mm-hmm. react? And so I guess it feel like condense it to like this thing and then we focus the rest on rachel it's like it'll be fine so in that sense like i i guess it's better that it's not um dominated by this kind of humor but definitely like this whole montage it's like okay let's get on with it hmm. Hmm. steve what do you think i feel like you have something yeah to say. really I, I i'm just agree with alex it's been done we get it Though I can relate a little bit that sometimes I, I, I get frustrated with my phone when you had the touchpad. Uh, sometimes somebody calls me and I can't answer. I try to push pad to the green button uh-huh. and it doesn't answer right away. So I have to call them right back. So that's a, I can relate, but it's been done. Yeah, phone should have buttons still. Yeah. Why don't they? Yeah. That's know. a hot take, Michelle. Uh, on the um, Sam, right? Hot take. Yeah, hot takes on cold <laughs> electronics. Cell phones. They should have buttons, though. I mean, you can like buy buttons, though. Michelle, are you okay? <laughs> no, that was great. Michelle, do you own a phone with buttons? Do I have a phone with buttons? No, do you own a phone with buttons? Not anymore, no. I have a smartphone. That's it. Yeah. But I miss the old Verizon Razor phones. Those were fun. Dude, I had one of those, too. You look like, and like, you're like a gangster from the 50s with it, except it's a phone <laughs> instead of a knife. That was great. I was able to slam fun. a phone when you get mad. I, I, I used to have a phone buttons. My cell, old cell phone, but I have a smartphone now. Yeah. I gave my cell phone to my mom, so... You should just get like a really nice case, like that yeah. can withstand you just like chucking out of the ground, is what I think. Anyway, so Rocco is not taking this Starbucks gritty nipple man stuff very well. 
There's like a Batman parody about him being gritty. Anyway. An- another joke that's been done a bunch. See, yeah. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Really big man. You cannot be Superman and Batman at the same time. You have to pick one. Apparently, Doesn't you can. Superman yeah. get gritty at some point. I don't know. Yeah, it was a bad movie. Yeah. I don't watch movies ever. <laughs> as we all know, I don't watch movies. Um, Rocco isn't taking this as well as Heifer and uh, Filbert are. They have fully embraced the drones and the VR and the. YouTube. And again. I'm just Filbert, worst father ever. He don't seem to want to see his kids. Like that's the first thing I would do after on that long. Well, your phone is more important than your. Children, I know, obviously. Yeah. Um, but he's not. <laughs> Rocco's not too much of a fan. But in comes Beverly Bighead, his neighbor. Ooh. She's a frog. Um, mm-hmm. basically, the big heads are based off of the fat heads. You mean, or, or no, no, that's the other way around. I think the. Fat yeah, whatever. I don't know words. <laughs> the point is, they're all like the same people. Like they're yeah. supposed. To... Yeah, he... I mean, they were based on her family. I'm guessing, right? Like yeah. they seem pretty obviously. I don't know, Michelle. Parents. Were they? And they're right. So yes. Okay. Oh. So... Oh, and what one more thing? Am I one who's thinking those two are special? That's thinking that perhaps the cat lady would have remarried by now, twenty she... years later. I know. I'm just more realistically like, you out gone for twenty years. Your wife has probably moved on. So that's true. Maybe she realized the, the joy of being an independent single yeah. person, and she's yeah. like, "Oh, he's back." Okay. I like her just saying "neat" every few every like twenty <laughs> yeah. minutes. She's like, "neat." <laughs> okay, so basically, big bad big head comes over here. She's like, "Rocco, oh, you're back. The neighborhood was so." without you and Mm -hmm. all Rocco's food is like bad and basically she tells him that the fatheads got cancelled and he's like what? she's (laughs) like yeah people want the cartoons and the fancy widescreen and the PhD like who doesn't want that really Mm -hmm. I don't care about HD cartoons personally but you know whatever um anywho Blah, blah, blah. I've had it canceled. No reruns. Just, like, look it up on YouTube or something. Rocco, who cares? What's a YouTube? <laughs> I don't know what they call fake YouTube in this, but who cares? It's probably, like, It was YouTube. It was YouTube. Okay. It was. YouTube, Shmootube. Like, we can just watches... call it YouTube. Well, if they're really smart, they would have mentioned Netflix somehow. They could have. But I don't <laughs> think Netflix was in the cards as being the distribution. Distrib- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. At the time they definitely have not been afraid about talking about Netflix on Netflix shows before. Well, no, because this was originally going to air on Nickelodeon. Remember? Yeah. So anyway. no, 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 I'm saying, I'm saying, like, I don't think that was the issue. Like, I don't think the issue was something about them not wanting to do it. Yeah. What was I about to say? Oh yeah, the dog watches mop videos on YouTube. By the way, because yeah, the dog... okay. oh yeah, oh yeah, the dog that, that's from the series. Yeah, yeah the he dog... had a what is its relationship to mops? The dog loves mops. And you notice in the background, one of the characters is in a relationship with a mop, with a psychiatrist. Yes. That reminded me of how, like, Gonzo loves chickens, and I'm like, does the dog, like, really love mops? Because when they deliver all those mops to the house, the the delivery guy's like, here's all your mops, like, weirdo. Well, that's not fair, though. A chicken is alive. A mop is just (laughs) a favorite object, so... I feel like the the question of consent comes up with the chickens, but uh, that's 
Yeah. Let's move past that. So, but that happens, whatever. Then we cut to Ed Bighead, who earlier we see the rocket as Rocco and friends were zooming through, messed up his work calculations. Basically, what that means is that his company, Conglomo, love the name, uh, uh, gets messed up and they lose all their money and everybody gets laid off and it's sad and then Ed gets fired and his house is going to be bulldozed to make an unemployment office. Unless, Mm -hmm. apparently, this wasn't really laid out very clearly. But, you know, it's, it's a cartoon. Who really cares? Um, unless he can find a way to save the company and save his job and blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Can, can I ask a question yes. here? Are we supposed to care about Ed at all? Because I did not care about him at all. Um, yeah, he's a very... Like, he was just a jerk boss. That's all he was. Like, he I don't... has always yeah, he been He was greedy. Yes. Yeah. yeah, like... Like, of all the th- people to, like, lose their job, like, yeah, sure, you should lose your job. <laughs> you, we don't need you to have wow. that much. But oh, it, that messed up! He's the one that ruined the whole company! Yeah. Well, he, yeah. Yeah. Well, he's just, just so the cranky neighbor. It, he is pretty much, um, he's Ralph Cramden pretty much, only he's sort of more secondary character. You don't feel bad for him specifically, but because the special sets up yeah. that this company, the entire town, runs around it, so like he, we need to save the company or yeah. to save the town. So like that's where the stakes come. Uh, it's not really specifically and him. This, yeah. And then once you get to Rachel, it's like, oh well, the yeah. house is going to oh, go I, away. It's like, oh okay. Yeah. So the so I think that they do a good, they do a decent enough job of like recognizing that Ralph himself is not. I mean that that I'm uh the what's his what right. Yeah, that that yeah. Ed himself is not the person you really are expected to sympathize with. It's more of just a general situation. Yeah. I just find it's hard at the beginning of this this like special to like sympathize with anybody when like it's Rocco who just wants his show back and yeah. Ed kind of just a jerk. And then well, like there's this rich guy who's above Ed who like I care about even less. Him and his boogers are not very. Yeah. I mean, not a lot to root for there. It's true. In the front, this show came out same time. As uh, a show called Goof Troop, and Ed reminds me so much of Pete from that show. Mm-hmm. They're similar character, just jerk neighbor, but they're sort of the protagonist, but also the antagonist at the same time. It's yeah. <laughs> I will say though, I absolutely loved Beverly Big Head and thought yeah, she yeah. was delightful the entire time. <laughs> I I think she was just genuinely a good person. Yeah. Most, like 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 yeah. that's the thing. Like as I grow up, I I realize that there were these characters that I didn't like as a kid, and I grow up. I'm like, oh, they're like really nice and they're good. Like how the Dinklebergs and Fairly Odd Parents. I'm like, wow, they're jerks. And as I grow up, I'm like, oh, they're just living <laughs> their life without people. kids. They're fine. Yeah. Like they're just people. They're not mean at all. Mm-hmm. I have a tidbit. Yes. Did you know that Dink, as in Dinkleberg and the Dinks from Doug, it stands for double income, no kids. Yes. Yes, I know oh, that because Max Kate- living the life. Oh my god! Michelle, did you not know this? No, I was literally. Sarah, why are you always so surprised? Because I literally told you. No, 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 no. No, no, no. The reason, the reason I'm upset, Michelle, is that I have a hundred percent. I have told you that Cade and I are dinks because we're never having kids, and you just said yeah, and you and you did that, Michelle, <laughs> and then you didn't ask what I meant. I mean, you said you didn't want kids. That's like enough said. That's how I feel too. I just felt kinship without needing clarification on what dinks were. 
Stink is a great word. It is. Word. Um, I thought it was just an for reference, there is a uh, chicken establishment in here called yeah. Chokey Chicken. Chokey. Um, we're not yeah. going to say what the joke is referring to. But, um, well, just well, just if you know what choke the chicken refers to, then you know. And if you don't know, Michelle look it up on Urban Dictionary. Before we told her earlier. I thought no, I thought it was called chokey chicken because it's like the chicken's like so sketchy and processed that you choke on it when you oh. eat it there. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Or choke on like just like the sketchy <laughs> chicken. I, I, well, that's or probably what. So it's probably what you. It's probably what I thought as a kid too. So probably. Yeah, probably the yeah I'm sure that's the explanation they gave to the censors. <laughs> Rocco's so modern life has a lot of uh, innuendo. I, I hope that was on purpose. What you said, because that was really good. It wasn't, but I realized. So good for <laughs> I'm me. Still laughing at it. That was too uh, good. This is a PG podcast because I, I asked Dylan about the nipples and he didn't say anything. So yeah. you're safe and sorry. Yeah, but we can say nipple. So much of the show, well, I just don't a lot understand. Of not going to so much, so many jokes of the show, I still don't understand to this day. Like, there's this character, this character who says, just says this word, "I'm a little pig," and I never got that joke. Wait, what does that mean? Well, well, I don't know. If it's, this isn't in the special. Let's move on. <laughs> oh <laughs> no! Is it an innuendo? Talk like, about it later. We've talked about this too long. We're not even halfway through the special. We We're need not. to finish. <laughs> um, I'm gonna blow <laughs> past. Uh, basically, all the references. I? Blah blah blah. The big heads are gonna lose their house. Towns in shambles. Whatever. Uh, Rocco goes over and he's like, "Oh, fatheads. Uh, where's Ralph?" And you know, the big heads are like, "Oh." Ralph went off, like, a couple years ago to, like, find themselves. And Rocco's like, oh, big fathead special, I want one. And then Ed is like, oh, dollar signs, fatheads are really popular, let's Mm -hmm. go to my boss. And be like, hey, boss. I don't remember his name. Um, I didn't write it down. Not important. It doesn't matter, he's not really a character, he's just Yeah, he's Boogerman. He's just a charm, They go to Boogerman, and they're like, hey... Uh, the Fat Heads was really popular in its heyday. Let's do, like, uh, a nostalgia special. Let's make money off of it. So that Conglomo can uh, get back on its feet. And Boogerman is like, yeah, I'm going to bring in my guys, the Chameleon Brothers. Oh, oh the yeah. Chameleon Brothers. Who I, I remember. Oh, Why do you well, hate this, Sam? Well, fa- their voices. Well, to be fair, though, they did make Garbage Strike the Musical, which I thought was a great film. So I know, maybe give them a chance. Basically, there are these two, uh, I guess, mocks of, like, European effeminate dudes. And they're True. like, oh, yeah, we're going to make the special. Oh, on oh I think I know who they're supposed to be. They're supposed to be a parody of Hans and Franz, character from Saturday Night Live from, like, the 80s. So. Yeah, so well, oh, in, in general, I will say that the uh, the stereotyping of cheap foreign animators is not necessarily a good one to continue to poke fun well, at, but that's okay. What they did. That's what yeah. uh, the Rockless <laughs> Modern Life crew thinks about those people and thinks about computer animation. And well, yeah. I, I think it was more just a, even past that. It seemed like a commentary that like today's animation has like less love in it, which I think was also just kind of like mm. rude in a lot of ways. They made a comment. If I can find where I put them now, hey. it's basically we can make anything in a passionless and cheap way. Ugh. Yeah, which like I would argue is like not the fault 
all of the people making this stuff. Yeah. It's like they were given such little direction and no one from the initial show was on it. So like like all the worm people, I felt so bad because they're yeah. working long hours with no overtime and they're tired and they're No, yeah. Like, yeah, it's can't, like not their fault. No, it's so, I'm, I'm saying like it's, it's, it's an very issue. Very sad. Uh, can I tell you a little secret? Like if you if you're gonna try to make a show and just with the idea of like making the show with no actual plan to like make anything and and the management is just like you have to make this and we don't care what it is like yeah, yeah you're gonna get a bad product that's not the fault of like foreign animators that's a problem of like you didn't have a plan for a product exactly you didn't have a plan for the show can and, I tell like, you yeah can I tell that, you that's secret? an issue yes can I tell you a secret about secret. about the people who who made Nick Tunes back in the nineties people like this like because I heard a comment they really look down on people like. They don't make creation-created-driven animation. They look down on toadic anime, uh, toadic series like Transformers. Yes. Uh, Anywho, basically, the brothers, whatever, and they come in, they're like, oh, we're going to make it cheap. And uh, Big Head and Rocker are like, oh my god, no. And so Ed stays to stall the creation of this special and Rocco goes off to find Ralph with friends in tow and blah 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 they you know, internet jokes yada yada drones basically they find an ice cream truck that sells fathead popsicles in the middle of the desert <laughs> yes yeah, the, the perfect place it's so hot there they definitely need them mm. yes and Yes, Steve. Probably doesn't make much money there for people in the middle of the desert. Honestly, she was giving them out for free. Yeah, she was. Yeah, she she was. didn't ask for money. But she seemed happy. That's fine. Uh, yeah. If, if definitely she, doesn't, she definitely doesn't take after her father, def, who's all about making money. So. I wonder how old those are if the big, if the Fatheads has been off hmm. for uh, how many years? Probably like, you know, 20-ish years at this point. How much, like, how old are they? Are they from the 90s? Uh, I know you can freeze things and they keep longer, but I don't think popsicles apply. Uh, maybe he's, maybe he has, like, the molds, or she has the molds in there and she is making them. All the- yeah! I wonder- is, That could be a thing. I wonder if I could still eat some old WWF popsicles. Don't do that. <laughs> Please yeah. do not, like, for your own health and safety. Yeah. Not popsicles, yeah, but ice cream This bars. podcast is not recommending that listeners go and, like, lick really old things. That don't is definitely... <laughs> things that have been around since the 80s, please. They haven't made those things in years, and I can't, I can't have them no more. They were so good when I was a kid. Don't eat it. <laughs> okay. If you find one on eBay, it's like, we'll refrigerate it, ship it to you, don't eat it. Um, basically, they find Rachel selling these fathead pops. They're like, hey! You're the creator of the Fatheads. Come with us. And she's like, nah, dude. Like, uh, cartoons are behind me. I'm not that person anymore. But then she has a happy childhood memory oh. about her parents. After Rocco's like, but your parents are gonna lose their house. And she's like, okay, I'll come. And there's a joke about culturally ambiguous pillows, and I don't understand it. What was the joke? I forget this joke. It's like, like an elephant from the sky, and there's oh. like, this guy with the pillows. These like pillows get your like culturally ambiguous pillows here. It comes back again, so it's like a reoccurring. To gag. me, it's uh. like they didn't want to be like, oh yeah, like Persian pillows or something to like be like, oh, oh okay. we can't say uh. ethnicities anymore because it's the 21st century. Like, uh, okay, yeah. 
And that flashback definitely looked like it was from the 70s. I yeah. thought I thought he was saying something like conspicuous pillows, like weirdly no, conspicuous pillows. No, it's I, I guess I need, this is why I need to turn on the subtitles on Netflix. Yeah, so I was like, okay, well, if you want to make like a, oh, it can't do politically incorrect things anymore, like, oh, no. That, that feels really strange sandwiched between the Rachel yeah. stuff. Yeah! Yeah. Like, because it, it seems like, it, it really shows that, like, what I was saying earlier is, like, it really seems like they had someone holding their hand for the Rachel stuff, and then they were just left to their devices for everything else. <laughs> I mean, I guess, like, it is true that there are a lot of, like, products that people buy that are, like, vaguely suggestive of certain cultural backgrounds. Mm. And, like, that's the whole appeal. It's, like, you collect all the stuff that has, like, a vague sense of actual yeah. authenticity, but you can get away with that because you're a white person, mostly. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe was commenting on that, but, like, you it was... time into that joke to get it. Yeah, like, this was just, exactly. Like, it was, like, out of nowhere, so it's like, what? What are we saying here exactly? And like, mm. I, I think this gets into like a similar thing to like what you're getting on the Fruits Basket podcast. If we have to make so many jumps to like get the um, like to get the reference for ourselves, yeah, like, it's not good. Like, like exactly, you shouldn't mm-hmm. assume the like we are in good faith talking about this. Like, we shouldn't assume the best thing because a lot of people will not jump to that best thing mm-hmm. after these many jumps of logic we've made. Hmm. Yes, I agree. I also agree. And you know who else agrees? Who? I don't know. Um, But then they go back. They're like, okay, let's make this special. Rachel's like, hell yeah, let's do it. And they go back to Conglomo and the brothers who I hate get fired. (laughs) Yay! Push out of a window and they don't deserve it. I felt bad for the worms. Yeah, yeah the poor worms, they tried so hard. They don't the even worms were just animators. That's all they were. They were yeah. just doing... They don't even get to land in job. the culture ambiguous pillows. They have to land in the dumpster. Which is like... Because that's how animators are treated, but, you guys. But, but like, this was, they didn't have to do that joke twice. I thought that was... It, the, the pillows joke. I think that's what TV tropes would call a brick joke. Yeah. A, a what? A brick joke. Like a brick. Like you build a yeah. house with a brick. But it it just feels like this special is, like, really, really getting, like, this... They're really going hard on this, like, idea that capitalism bad, like, through this whole special. Like, it's kind of hard to not talk about that. Mm. Like, that they definitely think that these rich people are really dumb and these poor people are just overworked and hurt. And I'm not saying, like, it's wrong. I'm just saying they do this and then they don't really say anything about it. They just say it's bad. And then they don't ever go past that, which is mm. not really enough. Mm. To like, to, it feels like they want to have their cake and eat it too, and that they want to say this is bad, but not actually do the legwork to explain, like, this is why and this is what you could do. It's just like, no, nah, it's bad, and we want to just make jokes about it. And it's like, that's fine, but then you also want to say a lot about these other topics. It, it just feels strange to me that they don't ever broach this topic, even though they clearly want to. Yes. Michelle? Do you have thoughts on communism? <laughs> Wait, on communism? <laughs> communism? About read the show. I mean, I find it interesting that they seem to be saying 
the 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 capitalist nature of like the the drones and the yeah. Starbucks and the iPhones is like a new thing because I mean capitalism it's always is been there very yeah. strong in the nineties. This is just like and the new the new avenues of which things are being marketed to people of this particular point in time. But I mean, <laughs> it, it may have gotten worse, but that's only because there are more people on the planet to sell things to right now than there mm-hmm. were twenty years ago. So I mean. And capitalism made this special possible. Like, it feels yeah. really weird. It feels it really weird that, that this thing is complaining about all the things that nostalgia like things do, nostalgia specials do, while also being a nostalgia special. Like it wants to be like this is all really stupid, but it's like you're doing this though. Like, like it it loses its bite. I think it's like they're making fun of their audience while taking their money at the same time. Yeah, it's like it's. You're watching the, it and then it's making fun of you for watching it. The pro of it of getting this show back, the fatheads, is that they're making all this money off people who remember it from their nostalgia. And that's supposed to be a positive thing. So yeah. where do you draw the line? You buy certain things that make you happy, like Starbucks or an iPhone, and that's bad. But, but shelling but, out money to watch a, a beloved cartoon of your childhood is good i like, mean like, and the idea is that like everyone like paid to watch this and it saved the town because it saved this one company like yeah but theoretically, then all the people had this town. money so why couldn't they just like give it to somebody else to save the town or why couldn't they do something else with it like there's it, it's just like clearly the town doesn't need this corporation it just doesn't want to con- like confront that idea yeah because it's more work they just want to be able to have someone else tell them what yeah. to buy well, well, I just think that the special just didn't have time to talk about it. But if they didn't have time to talk about it, I don't think they should have, like, done as much as they did with it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Alex, do you have anything to say? Um, all I'll say is that I don't really think that the special is saying capitalism is bad. It's just commenting that it exists. I mean, like, at the beginning, like, when they, we do the whole, like, Starbucks and the, the whole montage, it's not really painting it in any particular light. It's just like, hey, things have changed. And, like, the overall theme is, hey, people accept change eventually, and you gotta go with it. Like, Ro- Rocco and Ed Bighead are the only characters in this in this special that are really against anything that's actually changed. Like, everybody else kind of just goes with it. So, like, I don't think it's actually making any comment on whether capitalism is good or bad. Well, um, what if I, like, what about the scenes in the workplace, though? Because we have these scenes where, well, like... Well, I, I think specifically they have commentary on the animation industry. And, like, because a lot of jokes are focused on that. But, like, over... But the overall theme of capitalism, I think it's just used as a joke. Like, at the end, also, like, the money is falling from the sky. Yeah. And they make some joke about, like, hey, the redundancy of capitalism. And, you know, that, that that's the extent of their commentary on that. I think that because they're closer to the animation industry, they're able to... Uh, to to focus on uh, to focus but, on that and like mm-hmm. do more pointed jokes there. But I mean, like the introduction of Ed, it goes straight into him walking out of like the office and him being like, "How are your kids?" He's like, "I haven't seen it. I don't know." Like, he hasn't seen his kids in like forever, and like uh, that in like, itself is like really a comment on like how like this disparity between Ed, who's driving home to have lunch at home because he can just do that whenever, and all these people that have like just been working themselves to the bone even though they're worms like whatever they they're working themselves to the bone and they just Mm -hmm. haven't had anything like that and it is a joke but it definitely is saying like hey this is what the structure of our society Mm -hmm. is that these people if you're high enough in a company you have a lot more freedom than the people are low enough 
and are, are too low and that's just the structure of things and then we even get further with that when we get to like the guy above ed because he's literally his desk is a bed like he's just sleeping yeah and that's like like whether you agree with that or not he that is a clear statement of what they think of ceos and people of a certain income rate <laughs> It kind of reminds me of that one webcomic that I can't remember the name of. I'm sorry. If you do know the name, leave it in the comments. It's like uh, it's like a peasant who's being like, oh, society kind of sucks. We should change it. And then some dude comes out of a well. like, And yet you participate in society. How interesting. I'm intelligent. And it's like, yeah, that, that's kind of like my take on this. Like, you know, they obviously have something to say, Joe Murray and crew. About the state of the world, etc. And yeah, this is just the platform that they have. Oh, and yeah. I can respect yeah. that, you know, they, they're they not doing, like, a whole DIY, like, yeah. you know, guerrilla mm-hmm. animation. Like, they have to, in, in order to say it through Walker's I... mouth, they have to, like, go through these channels. But at the same time, it's like a little bit of lift service, like, okay. It, that's what it feels like, I guess, is what I'm saying. Like, it feels like they're saying it's bad, but, like, they're, like, they're not... It, they're not explaining it. They're just saying, oh, like, like everyone can recognize that, like, certain people in our society are not, like, committing as much energy to it as other people, but they're significantly better off. And that's, like, not, that's arguably not great. But they don't ever discuss that in the episode. Like, we are left as the, as the watchers to, like, fill in the blanks of this. In the, in the episode itself, it's just, hey, here's this rich guy who's just this bad boss. Like, that's all we see in the episode itself. We don't see him, like, doing things that we would see as bad capitali- like in a capitalism way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we don't yeah. see that. We just see that he's rich. And we know as viewers, like, from our experience in the world, like, that's he's probably doing X, 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 and X. Like, or X, Y, Z. Like, we're doing, always doing those three things. But in this special, we just see a bad boss. And, like, that's, like, the lowest thing that's bad about this system. Like, Like, being a bad boss is, like kind of like the last worry like last concern about the system right here like that's not what we're worried about there's always going to be bad bosses but that has nothing to do with capitalism i think is what the issue is i think joe McMurray need to check out a Gretzkiko. that might be a show make open open his eyes and show how complexity the workplace can be also on netflix yeah yes. yeah Okay, anyway, um... Sorry. God, we went off on like, a huge <laughs> tangent there, but it's okay. <laughs> I think we got good discussion out of that. Um, who cares that this podcast is way longer than this special? Anyway, Let's I... Let's double. Dylan's Let's see probably <laughs> Dylan's gonna be so happy. Oh, I don't uh, we're, we're sending him a gift. <laughs> we, we really are. This is content for him. Um, anywho, uh, basically, uh, bros and worms get fired, Rachel comes back, and Ed is like, Wow. No thanks. No sun, no show. <laughs> and no. basically, Ed is going through TMC. Too much change. He lost his job. He's losing his home. He feels like his daughter is not his child anymore. Mm. Blah, blah, blah. And Rocco is also like, oh my god, there's so much change in the world as well, but Mine's about a cartoon. Oh man, I want to punch Rocco in the face. Like, how can you compare like real life to? He goes ballistic. I know. Over like, he added a baby character to this cartoon show, and that's like the end of the world for him. Oh, well, are we jumping ahead to that? Okay. Yeah. I, mean, no, no. I thought we're talking about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. 
Um, there's like two things in between there that I want to touch on. Uh, there's a little scene with Rachel as she's kind of like driving away, like after Ed is being a real knucklehead. But she has another happy child memory. And so she makes the Fat Hat special in her ice cream van. Because that's how animation works. And mm. eventually Ed and Rocco end up on Ed's roof. I have a question. Does, does Rachel voice all the Fat Hat characters? I don't know. So, I would guess given that van, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. It's a whole production I... house in there. Anyway. The Winds of Change, a I, character whom I don't know was in the original, but is here he's now. here now! Yeah. Probably not. Yep. He comes to talk to Rocco and Ed, like, hey, embracing change is the key to happiness. And then the Winds of Change gets a phone call and is like, oh, uh, Rocco, it's for you. And basically, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. For some reason, somehow, Rachel finished the Padded Head special in like two hours. Really impressive animation. She's a master. She's done it before, so her body remembers how to draw well. Even like a five minute like thing takes a considerable Hmm. amount of hours, not just two. Hmm. She drew all night. It was the Michelle. It was yeah, yeah, magic ice cream truck. (laughs) Yeah. Well, just the power. Don't doubt it. Time passes differently in the ice cream truck than does IRL. It does. Yeah, I guess somehow. Maybe it's magic ice cream. It is. It's magic ice cream that makes you work faster. Anyway, that, yeah. fat, fat Head Special is done. It's going to air in like 10 minutes. We got to get to it. So Rocco basically kidnaps and pieces out. <laughs> in the bag. Yeah, with the potato bag. And pieces out to the Winds of Change. And they go to Conglamo to watch the special. And the special has a baby in it. Aww. There's a baby. And... <laughs> This baby is like an amalgamation of Rachel's childhood memories. Being like, hey, father, remember when I bit your head? Mm. And father Ed is like, I do remember that. I love you, Rachel. And the big heads all embrace in front of the screen, which I think would be very rude. If I was watching something, somebody just hugged in front of the screen. But Mm. I wasn't there, so I'm not saying anything about it. Yeah. And Rob um, is having like a nervous breakdown. Go yeah, ahead. he is. So, He's having yeah. a nervous breakdown. So, so stupid. So, so, so um, I. Well, uh, oh, oh go ahead, Alex. No, you go ahead because I'm going to do something. I'm going to go on a rant. So you. Okay. Should- so I think that another thing that this special is like sort of touching on is fandom and like toxic fandom in a way because like Rocco's whole thing is. I want this show to come back, but I want it to come back exactly the way that I remember it. And it, through his efforts, he gets it to come back, but he's not happy with the with the work that the people made, uh, the, that the creator put into it in terms of changing it and adapting. He's like, no, I want the thing that I was nostalgic for. That's the reason I, I was begging for this in the first place, and now I reject your work. So... Uh, th- this is tr- this is sort of going towards that, and we mm-hmm. get the whole thing of applying the hey, accept change, be okay with it. So, like, like mm-hmm. the problem is that because it's like tied into the the previous animation jokes earlier in this, like, I don't know if it's a situation where they're like fa- fandom is stupid or like pe- people are like too tied to the past to accept yeah. when things change like i'm not uh 
like I, I it like I can tell that that's what they're commenting on, but it doesn't. It again, this is like another thing where like cartoons sometimes comment on on this, and I feel like others have been more forceful or more uh, impactful in terms of their commentary than whatever Rocco's doing here. So just, mm-hmm. but I but I think that that's another thing that they're trying to like shoehorn in here. Um, I I don't get to does Rocco realize though. This baby character is probably based on Rachel. So when he's rejecting that character, he's rejecting her as well. Like, what? Well, that that's the closed-mindedness yeah. of nostalgia. He can't breathe into the cartoons. So I, though so I sort of can relate just a bit because hot take. Early Flintstones are like way better than later Flintstones. When, <laughs> okay, when sir. Hot. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Sarah, what were you gonna say? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, Sam, but I have it's one more thing. Go ahead, Sarah. Ran away. Okay. okay, so I've put a lot of very nice things about this sh- this special and the way it presents things, the way it presents um, specifically Rachel. Uh, but I have one kind of sticking point with it in that I really dislike the way this trans character is shown in... Com- in, in um, in reference to her parents. Because, like, this is a very specific situation. This is an adult woman who is trying to reconnect with her parents, and that makes sense. That's, like, she's trying to... She's putting in the legwork for them, and that is a valid way for you to live your life. It's a valid way for a child... It's valid for a child to put in all this work for parents who are clearly... Or for a father, at least, that is not willing to take that step back. You know what I mean? And that's fine. She wanted her family back. But I think it kind of is important to note that a lot of trans people push out their family because they're toxic and they can't and they don't accept them and it's not their responsibility to fix them because like at that point it's so damaging to them like um rachel is in a position where she is completely transitioned where she's completely comfortable with the life she has where she is willing and capable of putting in this effort to get her parents Mm -hmm. back but i don't but i dislike this idea that she as the child has to put in this work to get them back like she is not responsible for her dad's somewhat bigoted views before the special is aired or before she shows her dad the 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 episode of the fatheads like that is not her responsibility like it should be changed like like ed should get like should be confronted with why he's wrong but the fact is it isn't rachel's responsibility to do that it is her responsibility to look out for herself and be happy, which she is do- has done for the last 20 years. And it seems to me that her first interaction with her father is a negative one, and it seems like she's unhappy for the first time in a long time. Because as we're presented, like, she's just happy now doing this, like what she's been doing the last 20 years. And I just kind of... I, I don't think this is bad i don't think what they're showing is bad but i think it could have been a little more nuanced and they could like that's why i wish they had one more scene with rachel because they could have just more clearly stated like yes rachel put in like literally an all like an all-nighter's worth of work in but because more than just for like this memory of her parents when she before she transitioned like that is not a way a trans person would think of that because the fact is back then they loved her because she was not presenting how she is now and then her dad doesn't love her in the future because of the way she's presenting now like that is not like healthy if that makes sense like they do not like she 
a lot of trans people, not necessarily her. I, I, I'm, I'm putting her thoughts into the way I'm talking, but I'm just saying that these trans people exist, like, definitely, where, like, their, their, their parents' love is conditional on the fact that she is, she remains the way that they want her to be. And that sucks. And it sucks that this special has to consider that when writing. I just wish they had had the time to mention it. And because that is like a really big thing in the trans community, being kicked out from your family. Sorry for ranting about that for so long, Sam. That's I just okay. need to no, that. That's mm-hmm. good stuff. I think it needed to be said. Yeah. Because yeah. like I don't have like, and and like I don't have the best relationship with my parents, but it is not my responsibility to go up to them and be like, hey, <laughs> this is how I am now. Like if they want to come back to me, they can. Like I'm an adult though. I live with my husband and I live a good life and. I at the beginning of the special, it seemed like Rachel was living a similar life to that, and so it just didn't fit into my way of thinking that she would do this. But again, I'm not Rachel. Rachel is her own person. She it's completely it's completely valid that she would do this for her parents. It's just I know how much people that don't accept you can hurt you as a trans person, and that just it's hard for me to understand. Or like it, they didn't express how hard it was for Rachel to take that step at the very least because it was a hard step and it did hurt her a lot more than just a frowny face in one scene to be mm. not accepted by her father. Mm. Yeah, I think at least looking at it, it's a thing where they just didn't have time. They didn't have time, and also but they should. They could have like changed. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. I feel like. Mm-hmm. With some trans narratives, I feel like even though they do have, you know, people from GLAD, they have uh, trans people working with them, they don't really want to step on any toes, and they don't really yeah. want to take too many risks with those stories. I find this very particular with, just like, came into my mind when I was watching the most recent season, um, Orange is the New Black, with uh, Sophia's character, with um. Mm. Yeah, and how she was treated as sort of like, you know, an almighty goddess at the yeah. end. And it's and, like, like I, I get that you want positive yeah. stories. Like, you want to, you want to like, empower these women. Yeah. But the fact is, there's a lot between this, like, end point of transitioning and the beginning point of not having changed your appearance yeah, at all. Like, I totally there's, get that. There's... And- there's a there's years of this awkward phase between them, and it's great that we see Rachel at this point at the end. But the fact is, transitioning is never a p- part of like it's never over. Like the fact that she had to come out to her parents at this point twenty years later means she's still transitioning. She's still socially transitioning. That's part of transition. Yeah. And the fact is, like that means that some part of her old life still exists somewhere in the world. Somebody out, some people out there in the world st- still see her as Ralph. And that is, it, it's bad. It, it, it's something that you think about. It's something that she's definitely thinking about, that people still see her for the person that she isn't now. And it's it, it's not sunshine and roses, even when you're at the end, even when you're there. Mm-hmm. And just like anybody's mm-hmm. life isn't sunshine and roses. Like, that's, I think that's the point that they have. Like, I think that's the point you're making with the trans narrative thing, Sam. Like, they seem to think that, like, if you're empowered in your sexuality or empowered in your gender identity like in these like ways that are non-conforming like if you're pan or bi or gay or if you're trans or non-binary like not the non-binary it's in trans but just like you're 
further than the binary trans, you're non-binary. Like, it's, media seems to think that, like, if you've accepted that, like, you're happy. Like, there is so much more to life than being who I am. <laughs> there is so much more. And I think it's kind of reductive to say that Rachel is just happy because she's trans. I she's, yeah, sorry. No, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Um, I think that's all super well put, Sarah. And obviously, like, you're more of an expert on this than any of us are. I think, um, for me, it's like, um, there, there's so many few representations of trans people in media, let alone animation, period. And, and, and on top of that, there, there are so many fewer that we, we can honestly point to and say are, are trying to say something positive and take any kind of care with their handling mm. that I think like, it's good to have these criticisms because we, we can see how much farther we could go with yeah. this. But I also think like maybe in the context of what this special is trying to do, they set up very specific parameters of what they wanted to touch on and what they felt confident handling. And that leaves a lot of room where there are, all, there's a lot left unsaid and unexplored that is not, and it's not a complete story. No. And I hope that, like, this is, like, a stepping stone in the way that, like, you know, Korasami was, like, a tiny baby stepping stone that paved the way for, like, a lot more nuance in terms of, yeah. you know, queer mm -hmm. representation. Like, maybe this is the start of a ripple effect for trans yeah. characters in animation. Like, I would, I would love that, and I would hope so. It, but I feel like everyone's got to start somewhere, and if this is, like, a, a tiny small start, you should never stop wanting more, but... I do appreciate that it was like for for the tiny bit it gave us it it was so carefully trying to yes. be a good message even though like obviously yeah it is way more complicated than that and it's yeah. not all sunshine and roses for Rachel and the, the the special in its own way isn't even trying to present that because she's already had such a big conflict with her father but. I mean, yeah, it's like it's a it's a tough balancing act, and I would I'm hoping that the team behind this also like you know internally realized that there was only so much they could presumably yeah. talk because this is like 45 minutes, and, and yeah, she's only in like what like five minutes of it. And that's what it feels so, like. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's definitely I, lacking, but I also think like maybe they just set their sights on a very contained amount to focus on that they felt confident in it being such like. A thing that nobody really talks about much at this yeah. point in time. <laughs> and and I want to be clear, like, I started this podcast by, like, raving about this. Like, yeah. I still think this is great. Like, I'm just saying, like, and I agree with you that, like, I don't think there's a point in, like, going, like, this is bad. You shouldn't do this or anything like that. Uh, but I think that there is value in saying, like, hey, this is how you should do it better next time. Absolutely. Like, and that's more what, where I'm coming from here. Where, like, I'm saying, like, these are the parts that were weak in this storyline because, like, this is all we have right now. Like, yeah. I need to I need to pick this apart and say, like, hey... This is where you can do better next time, or it won't get better next time. Like if we don't have these voices, they need like the people who are pushing for um, these more progressive narratives and progressive characters in media. Like they need to be able to accept when people tell them things are wrong and not and not and realize that it's not in an aggressive way. Like it's just in a like, hey, cool, but please do it a little bit differently next time. Because this is honestly, these are nitpicks. Like, but the thing is, these nitpicks are very important to the people that they matter to. And it, yeah. and, and it sucks that we have to have this conversation like this, that I have to be like, I'm being critical here, but I'm not being mean. Like it's, it's, but we need to make sure that's clear to the people that listen to this in case someone listens to this and they make a trans character in a piece of media, they need to know that there's a lot of complexity to it. It's just as there's any, a lot of complexity to anybody. And 
because because right now we're like it's like a single issue thing like like it's like we need to have this in the media and now once they're in there they can be right. more of that. yeah mm-hmm. i agree yeah okay good discussion <laughs> yeah Sam's just like it's been an hour and a half why are we not there yeah. we just I, mean, go. I think it's great that we touch on that Steve what's up before, before we go can I just yes. talk about my ship am I only one who shipped Rocco and Heifer like when I, back in the day because I, I, I don't think for this show Rocco really didn't have any like traditional love interest on the show he was pretty much just an, a bachelor throughout and there was never really anything with that, and I kind of thought maybe they were trying to hint at something there between Rocco and Heifer. Maybe, but. like, sort of like a Spongebob and Patrick sort of thing. Yeah. I'm going to say to you the same thing I said to Dylan <laughs> on a she podcast. Not everything has to have romance. That's true, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so, I, I mean, I don't remember seeing it, but yeah. if you saw it, Steve, that's valid. <laughs> that's, You're valid, yeah. TM. Yeah. Your views are valid. Um... Before we wrap up, like, two more things. Uh, basically, yada, yada, yada. Rocco has a nervous breakdown about change and be like, ah, fatheads. Or, yeah, fatheads, they have a baby now, it's different. Ah, I don't like change. And Ed, who has come around, says, Life isn't permanent. If we don't embrace what's now, we miss out on a lot of important stuff. And I thought that was kind of profound (laughs) for what I was watching. I was like, yeah. I like that. And Rock was like, okay. That's cool. <laughs> I, and then a rocket comes and takes the conglomerate building away and communism, the wealth is redistributed yeah. and Warnables. Communism wins! <laughs> so, sorry to, to, to hijack again, but I think this is like that change statement was like the most like transpositive thing that there was. Like, because part of transition is that, like I said, like it's not just a single day thing. It's like a whole, it's like years and years. And so like being there, like you have to come to terms with the fact that each day is a step and each step is like important and big and sometimes not always fun. And I think that that's a great message specifically with the trans narrative in this story. Yes, I agree. Okay. Let's move in the final thoughts, people. <laughs> End this thing. Yes. Yeah. Michelle, yeah. what do you have any final Questions, comments, concerns, etc. Uh, about Rocco's modern life, static cling. Uh, I um, I like that they kept the the original animation style. I mean, I haven't seen anything quite that cartoony outside of maybe OKKO in a while. So that was nice. Um, I mean, I might honestly look the show up now just because it's been a really long time. <laughs> And there's probably some really good stuff there. Um, I mean, and honestly, like, I'm surprised we had so much to talk about. Well, it was more me. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I mean, besides Rachel, it's it is kind of very general. The rest of the plot, so, but I, we sure did dig into things, so that's good. Um, I I think this was a nice, fine movie. I mean, I don't know if it's gonna be like a classic, but I think that the team they assembled to do it was very, from what I remember as a baby, is very similar <laughs> to the original show, mm-hmm. so that's something. Yay, rebooting things, but also it's important to like new things too. Nothing's better than the other, it's all just what it is, the <laughs> end. <Good> talk, Michelle. <laughs> Th- Steve, thanks, Sam. what are your final thoughts? Uh, 
Well, I thought I might have to go in retirement home because you guys would make me feel so old this whole podcast. But um, I mean, I'm serious. On a serious note, though, um, I, I really liked it. Um, even though it was only four or five minutes long, um, it kind of made me rediscover re- rediscover the show because maybe I actually want to watch the old show because I haven't seen it in years, and I just re- just remember it was for its time and actually still it still holds up. Um, one final note, um, we need Garbage Strike 2, the musical. I kind of want to see that. I, I, I love Garbage Strike, the musical. We need more of that. Need more Garbage Strike, the musical. <laughs> That's a reference on the old show. <laughs> 2019. I no kidding. <laughs> Alex, your final thoughts, please. Uh, so, uh, I think the the point that was made that this is a, a a big step in terms of a trans representation is a good one to point out and it i i find it especially interesting when reboots are used as these stepping stones like also like when you get because the, the, the when you have a reboot, you you already have a built-in audience that's going to watch it no matter what. So it feels like a, a good opportunity to use that to elevate groups of people that have not been represented in the past, as opposed to when you have a new property, there's always that fear of, oh, well, we're new and we could get canceled very quickly if we if we show these things so that when people who are working with stuff that already exists use that elevated privilege to to lift up other people that's good for the for the advancement of media in getting to a place where we can all where everybody can be can be treated all different kinds of characters can be treated equally so in that sense this especially is important for the trans community as a special itself it's fine <laughs> it's uh, it's something that i will probably not think about a year from now <laughs> but but it's it does feel like a piece of animation history in terms of uh, in terms of like it's overall meaningfulness going forward but uh yeah like as as evidence here a lot has been discussed on the nuances of what's being covered here i think on the whole it functions fine but like it's definitely a step and i think that that's that's the the biggest thing that we can take out of this yes one small step for wallaby yeah (laughs) there you go sarah what are your final thoughts I'm not even going to say anything because I know I'll just keep talking. Not I'm trans. Hi. That's it. Did you I'm like done. It? I mean, it was fine. Are you ever going to watch it again? No. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I like your honesty. I'll also say that this does not make me want to go watch the rest of the show. So wow. Yeah, same. This was not my cup of tea. Like, I'm really happy about Rachel, but like that was just... Mm. Yeah. Okay. Same final thoughts. Uh, it was okay. <laughs> um, I know we kind of like blew through the and blow through. We took a deep dive into the most important parts of this, and I thought for what it was, it had a lot of interesting things to say in terms of the whole nostalgia market and making money off people's memories and the trans narrative. So it was special in that regard. But the other parts, as we touched on earlier, did kind of fall flat. And I'm probably never going to watch it again. Sorry. 
Um, I watched it twice already, so I don't need to see it again yeah. anytime soon. Well, to, to be fair, I was really hyped for the Jungle movie, the Hey Arnold. Um, yes! Oh my god! Yeah. And I only watched that once. No, that's me too, but... It's, I don't really yeah. watch stuff more than that was in development. Same thing with so me too. Long, it got canceled and finally I collect, I'm the same way. I collect so much stuff on DVD, and I probably just like watch it once. I'm like, yeah. why do I have it? Same, honestly. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I'm throwing around maybe rewatching um, Rocco. I'm kind of watching King of the Hill right now, so watch out for that podcast. Just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> me and Alex oh, rewatch Jesus, of King of the Hill. But um, no, like like I, I might pick back, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, as like a you know in the background cartoon, and maybe mm-hmm. watch this again after I've done that. But that's big maybes, assuming that I had mm-hmm. the time or energy to well, do that. Well, and be and be honest, I only like the first season to one. I just I really keep watching again and again. After season one, it's just I, I don't know. It's something is off just a bit, but that's yeah. just me. There's a lot of feet. There's a foot guy. Anyway, uh, I think that's about it. You can find out more, or all the info, you can find out all the info, I read that wrong, about this podcast at overlyanimated.com. You can join us on Discord to text chat about animation at overlyanimated.com slash Discord. And you can support us via Patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated. And thanks to all of our current patrons, especially our patient of the podcast, OtakuGuy01. Thank you. I'm very appreciative. Hold on. (laughs) This is fine. And thanks to all of our... Thanks as always. Always, we thank these people. To our uh, Patreon patron... Michelle, we can't end if you don't stop. Uh, our Patreon executive producers, thank you to Ryan, Steve, Alex, Beatrice, Hugh, Michael, and Needle. Is that everybody? Yes, <laughs> probably. I have the scroll wrong. Okay. Um, yeah, we cover a lot of things. We mentioned... Uh, a couple Hey Arnold podcasts we did about two years ago. That's about... Two years ago? I... Yes, two years ago. Yesterday. No. Hey, look at the archives. Dig. Yeah, just look up Hey Arnold. They're there. I hosted both of them. Those are... That and the Detective Pikachu podcast and this are the only Sam-hosted po- Oh, yeah, Big Mouth. Are only the Sam-hosted podcast you'll ever hear in your life because I hate hosting so much. I'll probably edit that out. <laughs> Mm. No, please keep it. This is killing me. No. Um, uh, but I think, like, we'll do, like, nostalgia trips like this every once in a while if the feeling overcomes us. Uh, we're also covering Shira at the moment. Um, Speaking nostalgia. Other things that we. Uh, the the probably... last Nickelodeon cartoon we covered was Mysticons. Mysticons. <laughs> um. um we got OKKO OK coming up. Yeah, so. OKKO, okay yeah. we got that. We got uh, fruits a... basket. Was I'm hoping final space. I, I don't know. Are we going to do twelve forever? Finish I mean, I we should do twelve forever. Um, yeah. Please comment at us so we'll actually like gear our butts up to do that. Um, but yeah, I think that's about it, everybody. This podcast is over, and it's way longer than the special. So I hope <laughs> you enjoyed our discussion. I certainly did. Anyway. 
Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.